On tonight's episode of Eureka Cast Now, changing the game, stories about play, learn about the newest trauma-informed games hitting the shelves soon, natural alternatives to commonly dangerous toys, and a special live play of a brand new tabletop RPG, Legend of the Overroom. work of fiction and falsehood. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the broadcasters or the management thereof. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, I'm glad you're here. I'm lead media disruption developer Kai Hubris, and this is Eureka Cast Now, where we discuss the latest news in science, but also technology. With me, as always, is Professor Rowan Meadowlark from the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science. Hello there, Rowan. Hello, and good vibrations from us to you, the listener, as we begin our show in a state of entertainment and delight. And how mm. could we not be delighted and entertained when what we are talking about is that which delights and entertains, namely games and play? I'm excited about this one. This is going to be, I think, a very good, uh, a very good episode, a very good transmission. Mm, yes. well, how, how are you feeling, Kai? Well, you know, I I do love I do love a good game. I love the concept of gamification, how all-encompassing and crucial it is to the world. Um, but I have to be completely honest, Rowan. I'm not really feeling uh, good vibrations uh, this particular show. Uh, well, wh- why is that, Kai? What's, um, what seems to be on your mind? Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you, Rowan. It's not been, it's not been the most uh, productive and successful and prosperous month here at the, uh, at the new Media Labs at Tech Brothers uh, for one one sort of very good reason, and uh, what 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 could possibly that reason be? Um, yeah, I know. I mean, it's surprising. I, I understand, Rowan. You're you're flabbergasted because it's always a good it's always a good quarter um, at the New Media Labs. I, I I completely agree with you there. Except this one has not been too particularly great um, because, well, uh, the the text box chapter gamma. Let me stop you right there, yes. Kai. Let me stop you right there. I just want to make it very clear. Normally, normally, uh-huh. I would ask you to not bring your this back again and again and again and again because uh, mm. it is best as I can tell and remains a console that has no games for it, a gaming console that fails at its, um, you know, its uh, sole purpose. Mm, well, but but it has many this, purposes. But due to the fact that the theme of the show is in fact play, that is changing the game. Of course, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> we'll, we'll go ahead, Kai. What's what's coming? What's new in the um, the text box chapter gamma? Well, the failed console from uh, Tech Brothers New Media Labs. It's not. It's not failed. Mm. Uh, just like the text box chapter gamma has always done, we are in fact constantly evolving the what people even consider to be the idea of play. Um, of how you play and what you play and where you play. I mean, until until play evolves to staring at a piece of electronics that uh, does does very little, I, I think you're going to have that. That's going to be a tough sell. Well, it, it has always done that from its genesis, and it is continuing to do that. Um, in fact, we have recently released a game, a new game. Oh, finally. The f- is it the, f- the first game? No, it's probably the four millionth game, Rowan, if I was counting all the third-party developers. Um, like whom? <laughs> let's, not get in, let's not get into the murky details here. Um, I don't, we don't like to drop na- name brands, um, but we, we recently knew a new game, a cutting-edge, open-world, high-magic fantasy role-playing, uh, role-playing experience. Uh, we've been working on this project for years, even before the text box chapter gamma was just a, gl- a glimmer in the apple of my eye. Um, we've been working on this particular project, and we had just released it uh, just about one month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, the, and the reason that I, this month has not been the very has not been the highest spirits within the New Media Labs is because this particular project, um, and this is the case. 
from this entire concept, conception. This has been a, in, in the works for a few years now. It seems to share uh, or have a very similar name to a title um, that just so happens to have also uh, been released recently by, by another major video game publisher. Well, um, congratulations on your first game. It's not um, our first game, but uh, that is that is unfortunate. Um, what it's always uh, we've I guess, had that similar experiences in mm-hmm. my in my line of work specifically with the um, the uh, Simon Amy uh, Solutions for Wellness newsletter. Um, there are similar newsletters that are dropping. Oh, all all the time, you know. Um, and uh, every once in a while, someone beats us to the punch on a really exciting new thing. We we were almost the first to drop bone broth. I do want to say that. We were almost the first major distributor of health and wellness um, solutions to mm. pick up on bone broth. And unfortunately, there were some issues straining the broth that got into our – it doesn't, you know. Let's not get into the details. Let's not get into the yeah. details. But that's unfortunate. I'm sorry right, to hear that. Right. What, so, what, what was this project? So, the project was called uh, was called Elder Ring. Um, so, as you can imagine, and I'm not going to talk about what other developers or what other specific games, um, you, you know, were share a very similar title or anything like that. Um, but uh, needless to say, our SEO has been abysmal uh, uh, recently. Um, Despite the fact that Elder Ring is a very, very compelling game with its own very unique and, well, compelling elements. So... What um, – well, when you say SEO ruined in SEO, what does that mean exactly? It just means it's search engine optimization. People – even if you wanted to look up Elder Ring, even if I wanted to look up Elder Ring, and I've been looking up Elder Ring constantly. I have it open right now on, on the on the social uh, – on uh, uh, word searches and stuff. Um, but even if you wanted to look it up, look up strategies, look up cheats, look up what people are saying about it, all you're seeing is this other game that is not – it's not Elder Ring. Well, uh, it's a different game completely. I think I know what you're talking about. There's no reason to give it any more publicity. Th- it, God knows it has enough. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Well, what- just listen, listen to this, Ron. So okay. listen to this. It's so I, I feel, and, and what I'm getting when I try to tell people my concerns about the Elder Ring issue, um, people just seem to not really even understand it. They think it's the same game when, in fact, it is a completely different game. And to prove that, I would like to read sort of a d- brief description of what what Elder Ring is about. Right, and and this is to differentiate it from the other game that is is buried yours uh, yes. from in terms of google re- yes. uh, results and what have you yeah. um so so this is this is the this is the flavor in the suffered realms ruled by empress markesh the foreboding the elder ring source of ector has been shattered markesh's saplings the ofe lords all claimed the slices of the elder ring known as high elements Harkening an age of conflict that was known as the fracturing. Kai, I know what game buried your game because I I I do play video games on occasion. I'm generally more oh? of a lifestyle sim, but um, you it's know, it's very funny. Yeah. I don't think that we released that particular game on the Textbox Chapter Gamma. Well, that's because uh, neither I nor anyone in my polycule owns a Textbox Chapter Gamma, nor I think anyone in the wider world. That's completely untrue. Just um, look at the numbers. This sounds awfully familiar. Let me fin- let me finish. Okay. And now you, reincarnate of the golden glory long lost, follow the twists and trails beyond the foamy swamps and clouded vistas to stand before the Elder Ring and become the Elder King. So sort of a different game altogether. Yeah, it, it, uh, certainly. That's certainly one way to... Uh... To describe and, it, and it's not just it's not just the gameplay. It's the, it's the story too. So that story, it's it's this massive, sprawling, and intricate narrative um, with lots of lots and lots of names that nobody would physically even be able to remember. Uh, and that's what sort of makes it so compelling that people will not remember the NPCs in it. They're not important. Yes, uh, and we developed this 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 awesome epic story. Uh, with the help of a famed fantasy writer, 
George R. R. Martin. Okay, Kai, I'm I this I am having a hard time uh, believing any of this at this point. <laughs> we didn't well the thing is we just didn't realize we didn't know. He did not confide in us and I guess nobody thought to put it in the in in the contract or anything uh, that he was in fact working on a very similar game at the same time and, is, and this is the game that uh, that, that, that has, is burying us yeah so if you think about it from that his is perspective, burying the game Elder Ring yes if you think about with it with George R R Martin writing <laughs> it's about the about the Elder the Elder Ring being shattered so you think about no, it I'm sorry fractured. <laughs> He's playing both sides is the thing. He can't lose. <laughs> it just – I mean if you think about it, he – and I should have realized it. He did write the Game of Thrones. So this is exactly in his wheelhouse. This sort of playing different sides against each other. But I must I must say there are – I acknowledge there are some similar elements, some very slightly similar Slightly, elements. slightly similar elements. <laughs> but I will point out a few a few differences that I think really shape – the Elder Ring experience. Okay. So I do want to point out that the Elder Ring is clearly more of a toe ring, first oh, off. Okay. And that's because the the people of, uh, of you know, the, the suffered realms, uh, they don't really wear finger rings. They just wear toe rings. And I also must point out that the people of, of Elder Realm as well, they're just a little bit more technologically advanced. So mm-hmm. you look at their fashion. It's not just that classical fantasy fashion. It is they're wearing full steam steampunk garb. Um, and adi- in addition to that, they have more highly developed weapons. They have the magic too, but then they have these weapons as well. Hmm. And I think these, this is the, really s- the real selling point. Um, the weapons include military boomerangs, mm-hmm. nunchucks portal guns and one particularly special one that i feel i don't I, I feel bad about sharing it now because it's 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 so awesome when the the player learns about this this weapon act, while actually playing the game but there i don't think you, you're there is any risk of a uh, an individual playing this game so why don't you go ahead and I, just... I i mean I, I guess i stand by my game strong strongly enough to know that this doesn't this isn't a, a ruiner for them this isn't a spoiler but there are web blasters Similar, but with certain copyright required differences, distinctions um, from those which are used by uh, by one Spider Man, and of course, finally, thanks to uh, to a sponsorship that we have, um, your avatar, your character that you design and customize and, and play with, um, does have a vehicle to get around the uh, the, the realm. Um, it's a self driving uh, carriage powered by druidic magic. Um, that is called a Nissan Leaf. Was that a George R. R. Martin uh, note? Yeah, he said. Uh, he said this thing needs to be in there, or I'm walking. Well, so it, I'm torn up to say the least. Well, hopefully the rest of this program will will lift your spirits. I do understand how it feels to get the rug pulled out from you, um, even in this instance by that... George, nonetheless. <laughs> but. Let's, let's let's move to a slightly happier note in in the sense of instead of talking about things that have failed and crashed and burned and made a fool of everyone involved, um, Seems harsh. let's let's talk about something that I I feel is the actual future and it's the future by way of the past mm. um, because. There's this world of video games and, mm. and, you know, hack and slash and farming simulators and VR and what, what have you, all of these, these technological new means in which to be entertained. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is that many of these ways in which people are entertained, specifically children, kids are entertained, right. are, are very dangerous. And, and this yeah. is something that's occurred over, over the years, um, many, many, many years. Um, you look at all these recalls that happen, like lawn darts. Um, quadcopter drones uh, have caused all of these issues. Sure. Apps like Pokemon Go that led to sort of similar issues. Mm-hmm. And the worst offender, in my opinion, and, and it breaks my heart, Sort of, I'm reaching out to you in this instance, Kai, Me. on an emotional level because I okay. feel bad about it. But I feel bad to sure. say the worst offender in terms of harming children are chemistry sets. And I would not really? have become, I would have not have gotten to grad school and you know studied light working um, if I did not have this ingrown interest of chemistry and biology and wellness and the intersection there. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is. Is that they're very dangerous. Um, you chemistry learn a lot. Sets. Chemistry sets. You learn a lot, but you also uh, risk a lot. Do you? 
the safest thing what, yeah, for what? the safest thing for children. Okay, by far for play of children is nature. Going outside and spending time in nature, which is not dangerous. You're saying this is less dangerous than a chemist, a completely controlled chemistry study. I, I think that, I, yeah, of course. I mean, nature is it's it's called Mother Nature for a reason, and mothers are often protective of mm-hmm. their children. Well, sometimes they're Gaia's children. Well. Um, the sometimes point, they're very angry, and you don't know why. The safest way, and I think we both have, have come to agree on this, the, be- the safest and best way for a child to get constructive play is to go outside and spend time in nature. Um, and I understand, though, that that isn't available for everyone. So you're saying like, bring your Game Boy outside or something? God, please. No. Into nature. The You can't always get in, out into nature, especially um, parents. Busy parents often can't. And so thankfully now – and once again, this this goes back to the, the Simon Amy Solutions for Wellness newsletter, new issue coming out on Beltane. That's May. Um, Beltane? Beltane. What does that mean? It's a holiday. Okay. It's not your publisher? I saw an incredible, incredible listing in this as I was helping copy edit okay. the, uh, this, new, this new newsletter. And you that don't write was, it. You copy edit it. Um, no, I got copy, copy edit. Um, the, these are all things. Things are brought to me. I test them. I put. I have other people be tested with them, uh-huh. and then they go in. But we're not here to talk about the newsletter. I'm here to talk about what I learned about from the newsletter, and that is this incredible new service, Nanny Cleaver's N- Nature Nurture Box. Okay. And I want to clarify. We we I, I did use the word service, but this is not a service that is is given it through money. This is not a service that involves a monetary commitment. This is not a games as service. No, no. This is a, like a this is this is a th- what this is 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 this is a box that through a mutual agreement reached between you and Danny Cleaver that will Who be is sent a person. Uh, presumably, okay. or a brand um, that that will send you a box monthly filled with things from nature dirt rocks leaves lichen moss and what you do is is you and your your child um could open it up or a cat or perhaps or just a just a loved one and you could open it up and you you take all of this nature out a cat um they love nature they love boxes you open it up and you have all of this stuff from nature and inside Mm -hmm. there's a little a piece of pamphlet of literature that you can use to identify uh, perhaps the type of mud that you've received or um, or mud. whether or not a, or perhaps a caterpillar that might have been involved. Um, involved. It, it gets a um, – as well as literature on where the um, the nature was collected, what part of the world. Um, and this is different from just you going out and finding it yourself and bringing it inside or well, just leaving your child there to – Explore it themselves. Well, ideally, you everyone would be able to leave their child in the woods to go learn and, and experience nature. Uh-huh. But um, this is meant for individuals who cannot um, and that okay. have to uh, perhaps are too busy to go out into the woods or are far away from a desert or, um, you know, have a, a, a very deep seated fear of bogs. You know, this and is for those does, individuals. Yeah. So yeah, Nanny Cleaver's Nature Nurture Box, as featured in the upcoming Simon Amy Solutions for Wellness newsletter. I went ahead and placed an order, and I have a box coming in, I believe, later next week. How, so, big, are th- how big are these these boxes? You know, that's a great question. I'll be able to let you know probably oh. next show once mine arrives. So I should prepare for some sort of unboxing. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I, I might, I might, might not. I it. might just crack into it. You know, with my cats, um, <laughs> who love mud. Who they love mud. They love boxes. Sure. And where did those boxes come from? Nature. At one point, they were a tree. If or, they would, or, I mean. or a scrub. Or yeah, or a hemp plant. So I think it's time for the mid-show midterm. I, I, think, I think we've agree. about hit that point. Which is, if you think about it, if. If our show is, in fact, a show, then the mention midterm is the time for us to play in the show. That is – It's that, a game. I, that's very astute, Kai. I have never – I'd never thought of it that way before. We have a built-in game right in the center of our very own show 
like the creamy center of an Oreo cookie. I don't know if I'd go that far. But so today's question is um, a very simple one, and that is which of the following classic American toys was originally developed by DARPA? And, of course, DARPA is the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, a um, DOD-affiliated agency within the United States federal government. Uh, and uh, who have you know their projects great have resulted in some very interesting technologies. And some the, very it, cool toys. I, uh, uh, it's exactly. And the, the question is, which of these toys was developed by this agency? Mm. So the first option is Lego. Mm-hmm. Classic um, building blocks. I could, yeah, see, I could see that making sense. Um, the next one is Bop It. A great toy that nobody's really thought of in many years. Uh, the third option is the Super Soaker Soak Tag Elite Aqua Pack Devastator. Now, if you had somebody in your in your friend group that had that one, you know you wanted them on your Super Soaker team. And our last option is Beyblades. Uh, still, still a favorite amongst the the youngsters. Yeah, you know, classic. Maybe classic isn't the uh, the perfect word for it, but um, certainly nostalgic for some of us. Yes, and even for children today, they they can't seem to get enough. So um, that is the mid show midterm. Uh, uh-huh. Think, uh, feel free to think about that for the next seven or eight minutes. So this is an intellectually stimulating game that you can play with yourself, um, or f- friends, family, loved ones, anyone who might wow them with your awesome facts. So uh, yeah, with that in mind, we're going to take a short musical break, um, and when we return. We will give the answer to the mid-show midterm. So please stay tuned. Stay tuned. And we are back. We are back. Welcome back, citizen scientist, and welcome back, Rowan. Uh, welcome back, Kai. And it's time for us to uh, to finally have a draw a conclusion to our mid show midterm, our game. And isn't it great that tests are like games? And doesn't that make education all the more fun? I think one of the funnest, you know, maybe not doing the tests, but as an educator, mm-hmm. um, you know, associate per, uh, professor. Sure. Um, I think it's a lot of fun making tests, you know. It's sort of a game, yeah. It is a game, you know, finding ways to get, you know, not always, but every once in a while throw a little trick question in there, you know, or maybe cover, ask a question for something that wasn't covered to see who's reading the book. Yeah, or who has a higher dexterity rating number. Right. Uh, So, Kai, why don't you go ahead and read uh, the... um, Citizen science, or not the citizen science, sorry. The mid-show the midterm. Mid-show midterm yes, for us. Yes, uh, our mid-show midterm for today is, so this show is about games. Changing the game is the title of our show. And our question for the mid-show midterm was, which classic American toy was originally developed by DARPA, which, as we all know, stands for the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. A, uh, def- a Department of Defense affiliated agency uh, in the U.S. federal government. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, our possible answers are number one, Lego, classic staple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get one as the Millennium Falcon, for example. Number two is the Boppet. Something that has uh, sort of gone into obscurity a tiny bit, but. But if they made one that looked like the Millennium Falcon, it could catch on again. Okay, let's cut it with the Millennium Falcon. Number three, Super Soaker. Number three is the Super Soaker Soak Tag Elite Aqua Pack Devastator. Did you play much with water guns as a child, Kai? Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for a brief time, yes, but then I realized that where it was really at was sort of uh, biological weapons. Um, And then finally... Classic American staple. Children, up to grown-ups, up to grandparents, can enjoy this next one, Beyblades. Uh, it's uh, one. It's a um, <clears throat> a schoolyard classic. Known known to part the Red Sea. 
So, Kai, which one do you think that? Uh, which one of these do you think is uh, the correct answer? You know, so my immediate thought would be the the Super Soaker Soak Tag Elite Aqua Pack Devastator, just because it seems like somebody that was to develop such a a highly capable uh, highly capable weapon uh, would have background in that area. So, I, I feel like <clears throat> DARPA would be particularly uh, interested in developing something like that, and also capable of, of doing it. Um, but I, I feel like that's the obvious answer here. So I'm going to go for um, a direction that I think sort of with current modern automated warfare, we've seemed to go more towards recently hmm. and say Beyblades, where you just rip them and let them go out and do your bidding. That's 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 it. That's a good guess, Kai. That's a, that's a good guess. Guess mm-hmm. if I did not know already know the answer, I would have also guessed Beyblades. Um, just in terms of also their destructive capacity, yeah. But no, the you actual let answer, rip. the actual answer is in fact the boppet, the boppet, the boppet. Interesting. Originally developed as a way for soldiers to quickly develop and hone their hand-eye coordination, as well as tell them how to uh, react to orders sure. given under pressure. Exactly. I mean, if somebody says to go one direction and you have to, you think about it for too long, that could be the difference between life and death for the en- enemy. It could, be, it could be the difference between retaking a city or a, a humiliating defeat. Yeah, it could be the difference between, uh, uh, between making your bed and not making your bed. Other military things. Uh, so that was our mid-show midterm. Uh, we... Congratulations to all the citizen scientists, even for trying. Half credit for everybody that has tried, but unfortunately 50% is just not a passing grade. So um, now that we have come back to the program, mm-hmm. um, Kai, didn't you, you – you, I mentioned earlier something called uh, – what was it? Uh, trauma-informed gaming. Oh, yeah. I have not – I'm familiar with trauma-informed therapy. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with uh, trauma-informed um, lozenges. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm well familiar with sort of the health and wellness aspect of, of trauma and trauma-informed mm-hmm. things. What is trauma-enforced gaming? And trauma-enforced gaming oh, sorry, is trauma, sort of tra- tra- trauma-informed gaming. I'm not, I, I honestly think trauma-enforced gaming is, is a more interesting path. But, but no, uh, so the, the concept behind trauma-informed gaming is, is just the idea that games for millennia have been an excellent method for us to sort of see from other people's perspective, other points of views, and experience other people's lives. Um, just, I mean, just think about the examples. Chess, one of the oldest games in history. Um, the, sort of a, the people that are playing this game are acting as sort of ru- uh, warring rulers, deciding whose lives matter more than whom's and, and, and who dies in the preservation of your kingdom. You have the horses... Do you want to preserve the horses or the buildings? Sort of, you know, sort of like, question. sort of like a, 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 the boppet of its time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and not only that, more recent games such as well, the game Operation, where a man is lying bare upon an operating slab in front of you, and well, his life is in your hands, the the careful and determined uh, surgeon, as you carefully extract his Charlie horse. The stress, the excitement. Uh, the relief once once you're all out of it. Um, that's the that's sort of the benefit of games. But in addition to that, it also allows you to to experience and gain some empathy for the people that you are living those lives through. Right. I mean, you know, when you look at certain, um, I would agree with that because when you look at certain games, sort of your Animal Crossings, your Stardew Valleys, uh-huh. where the focus is on cultivation of a community or um, interacting with other characters who have deep personal lives. Yeah. Absolutely. That is a wonderful thing for empathy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's that's why I stand, uh, stand uh, the bear guy. Um, so this is the, the concept behind Tech Brothers, uh, Tech Brothers New Media Lab's virtual actuality trauma-informed game experience. And experience is spelled with an X instead of an EX, just to really emphasize the the gaming aspect of it um where people can now game using these virtual you know these these virtual actuality headsets um that are connected to their text box chapter gammas of course of course um they can now experience uh some any number of tragedies and 
traumas that have existed in the world currently or have existed in in the past, um, you know, beyond their own, so that they can gain some. And this is, you know, our hope is that people can gain some empathy for people that have lived through these these tragedies and traumas. So, you are using a VR headset to simulate tragedies. VR headset, VR bodysuit. Yes, we want to really get into the mind of the people that are, you know, living through these tragedies. I and that's well, I suppose that is technically trauma informed. Yeah. I mean, we want to, and we were, you know, we consulted with a lot of people when we were developing each of these experiences, these experiences, um, to make sure that they were as authentic as possible so that we can gain as much empathy as, as possible. And, and here, just a list of, of some of the, you know, the examples of uh, the things that you could experience. Um, of course, you have the, the World Trade Center attacks on 9 11, mm-hmm. sort of in more recent history. Um, you have the Hiroshima uh, atom bomb. You know, people living in, in Hiroshima at the time. Right. Uh, you have the bubonic plague. You know, haven't you ever wondered what it, what it would be like to live through the bubonic plague? I don't think I do. Um, well, I think it's important that you do. Um, and, you know, another classic one, you can live as a dinosaur uh, being wiped out by that meteor. <laughs> well, that would actually probably be an um, interesting experience. And, and so that's just, you know, you know uh, sort of a, a quick summary of what we have. Obviously, we have various other conflicts from around the world and throughout history, uh, whether they be natural or uh, anthropogenic uh, in in nature. Um, And we're not really going to go through it too much now, mostly because really you have to live, you, Rowan, you and citizen scientist, you should live through those experiences using this that that would just convey that the sort of message better than me just telling you about it. So so just to clarify, um, I would I would put on my VR headset and your, yes, and your various other accoutrements, and I would then be wh- transported, whisked away to um, the 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 terrorist attacks on nine eleven. I mean, yeah. Let's let's go through maybe a little bit a little bit easier one. You'd be whisked away to. Rome in the zero or whatever AD, mm-hmm. where you can experience the crucifixion of Christ from a number of perspectives. You can be John denying it three times. Uh, you could be the guy that puts in <laughs> the guy that puts in the spikes, or you could be Christ himself. But in addition to that, oh, and there's more. It's not just it's not just you know things that people take to be to be real world uh, events. Um, you can live through some notable fictional uh, some fictional tra- tragedies as well. F- fictional trauma. Fictional trauma, yes. Such as uh, two major examples and two that I'm really excited about that we've produced are, of course, the Purge. Um, you know, very a very traumatic experience for people living through it, where you know for a, a night crime was legal and anything could happen to anybody. Obviously, very stressful time, and people can really gain some empathy by living through it. And of course, uh, Battlefield Earth. I don't think I've even ever. I don't think I've seen that one. Um, well, I'd say skip it, but really check this one out, though. I think this one really gives the, you a better uh, the experience, spelled the, with an yes, X. Yes, the virtual actuality experience. Um, and the thing is, these tragedies—they didn't—they don't have win states. Oh, that, would, that would be tacky. To be yeah. fair, that would be quite tacky. There's no. There were no winners in the bubonic plague. <laughs> yes, except for the rats. Um, there's no start over button. There's just a game over screen, just like those people that lived through it experienced that big game over screen. <laughs> but that's not the thing. Is obviously that's gonna. It's a hard sell to people that are looking for games to play, are looking for a, sort of a, a, an experience that they really enjoy. Um, in addition to experiencing these tragedies, so what we've designed is the trauma-informed gamer rank. Mm. So how it works is we've sort of gamified the idea of trauma. Uh, By living through these experiences, you can gain empathy points. Uh, And, you know, and we're keeping these uh, these points, these rankings, uh, uh, in the national trauma ranking. Um, And, you know, we already have several different levels that you can be at, depending on how many traumas you've experienced and how well uh, you've experienced them. Um, so the trauma rankings include, so let's say you have, you're just starting out, you have between zero and 99 trauma uh, empathy points. Mm. Uh, that puts you in the uh, in the unlucky ranking. Okay. 
you're unlucky. You haven't really experienced too much. And, and, and are these leaderboard? Are these uh, do these have leaderboards where people are being displayed yep. or mm-hmm. achievements? Yeah, um, yeah. And any whenever you're experiencing trauma with somebody else and with some of the like the co-op features. Yeah, the co-op features. The their theirs is listed next to their name and stuff like that with their badge. Um, so there's the unlucky between zero and ninety nine. Then between 100 and 200, you have mistreated. Uh, between 200 and 500, at that point, you have achieved the abused status. Mm. Um, between 500 and 1,000, you're victimized. Between 1,000 and 2,000, you are tortured. Between 2,000 and 5,000, you are persecuted. Uh, that's where I am currently. Oh, speed running, uh, speed running a VR simulation of... Uh... Of uh, um, what the, 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 the you know any number of things any number of things yeah, the, the, the mind boggles of Jesus the mind boggles yes uh, the burning of Rome to say that yes uh, at the very least um, between five thousand and ten thousand you are martyred because you've really experienced a lot of trauma at that point um, and then finally if you're above ten thousand you've achieved the highest ranking that we have and that is the divine the, the divinely comedic has anyone reached that state yet. Um, not currently. It is very hard to reach. I have to gain a lot of empathy points. But, you know, we're all... By reliving tragedies in VR. Yes. In VA, virtual actuality, yes. Oh. Well, thank you very much for and that, And hopefully, I just, I just, I just hope, parting words, I really hope that this brings more awareness and appreciation to the empathy and the trauma that people have experienced around the world. I, I well, you know, um... That's that's lovely. That's lovely, Kai. I'm really uh, doing great you. things. Really doing great things out there. Yeah, you know. Um, but uh, well, but, Rowan, you you do have something that you were really itching to uh, uh, itching to try out. Now, I've I of course was skeptical um, because this is sort of unprecedented on our show. But I, that you promised that we promised that that you would try it out. No, actually, I'm 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 quite I'm quite happy about this. Actually, um, I'm mm-hmm. just uh, getting everything pulled up because you know it, it's worth mentioning mm-hmm. that I have this my is, This is the science of uh, play. Yes, uh, this is and and the, the science of play. Um, there is the psychological aspect of play that can be studied. There is the physical aspect of play that can be studied. But the thing that we haven't talked about yet is and is often overlooked mm-hmm. is the science of actually making the things you play, the science of making games and mm-hmm. the process that they go through. And, and, and game design is in many ways like the scientific process um, where you – do things you make uh, theories and you make structures and then you test them and then you see what uh, if it succeeded or failed right. and from there you build further yeah it's it's a process playing is a process and and so what i wanted to do was is i wanted to uh because we are a little short on time i wanted uh-huh. to quickly run through a very small horizontal slice Vertical slice, excuse me, of, of of a new tabletop RPG that I am personally working on as a, in a, as a side project of uh-huh. mine that I have titled Legend of the Overrune. Now, this isn't available anywhere else right now. No. There, there is no information about this um, publicly available because it is a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And part of the work in progress is playtesting. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to playtest this with you, Kai. Um, I'm, Legend I'm excited. Legend of the I hear you cooked up a really a real uh, real banger of a character. Well, for me. you know, yeah, I do, I did. Um, but let's start off with uh, what Legend of the Overrune is actually uh-huh. about. Legend of the Overrune is a top-down rules light role play forward combat simulation system. Wow. Yeah, and and, and it also has, of course, a um, a focus on uh, uh, modular storytelling development, uh-huh. branching and or modular. Fascinating, right? And so, uh, let's. But the background is is Uh that long ago in the kingdom of of uh, uh, well, these names are a work in progress. Um, So, so we'll just go with Runeberg for now. Okay. The ancient village, the ancient world of Runeberg. Okay. There was once there was once the. the Overrune. Interesting. And the Overrune what an was interesting talisman. Was it was a talisman? Oh, that, we'll, we'll get we'll get to the talismans. This is a rune right now. Okay, we're we'll looking at the, a rune. We're looking okay. at a rune. Not this is a rune. It's very. I know you're new to this, but talisman means something very specific. Okay. 
I didn't insult it or anything. The Overrune ruled over the kingdom of Runeberg, um, giving wisdom and inspiring prophets who would speak for it. Uh-huh. One day, it was shattered, pulled apart. How? I'm still working on that. It was pulled okay. apart um, okay. by forces, forces from beyond. Okay. And each of the individual parts of the Overrune was split into a number of fragments, okay. each with a rune and a talisman. So, so you get split up. So, so there was the the war of the talismans. Okay, the war of the talismans. Uh, um, the uh, Runeberg was was completely and utterly cut up from each other, uh-huh. and the rune bearers went against the talisman holders for supremacy of Runeberg. The okay, battle so raged for thousands of years between the rune bearers and the talis- talisman holders. Right, both of which were part of Bad. the over rune. Okay. Or maybe I'll make it the Overrune Talisman. I'm not sure. I haven't decided. The, the, the point is there's okay. warring factions. And during the course of that war, okay. most of the talisman holders okay. were wiped out. That's unfortunate. You live in a rune-bearing society. Okay. But, it, but the talisman holders were forced into the underground until okay. very recently when now that Runeberg has gotten a little bit better. Uh-huh. The war has passed. And people realize that the, the, the talisman bearers, or excuse me, the talisman holders, uh-huh. realize they no the rune bearers. Sorry, the rune bearers okay, decided. The rune bearers, the rune bearers realized okay. that the talisman holders okay. that they're just the same the same on the same coin. They're both sides of the same coin. Of the, yeah, the same rune. Of the sa- no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, and rune. one side of the rune is one side of the coin is a rune, and the other side is a talisman. I don't know what's so funny about this guy. I'm trying to explain to you. How this game, this game works. All right, wait. Yeah. I've got a good character lined up for you. So, okay. so I, what I have up, what I've put together, I have a character uh-huh. sheet. I sent that over to you. Yeah, I'm looking at it. And and what you are is, is you are a level one talisman holder. All right. You 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 your here's your backstory. Okay, I, so I'm not digging the character art. It's you know it's a work in progress. Okay. Um, but 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 so your name is Rory Tenderbum of the Royal My Tenderbum. Name's Rory Tenderbum. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to be Rory Tenderbum. No, Kai. Listen, listen, listen. The Tenderbum noble family. Uh-huh. It is a long line of extremely powerful talisman holders. I don't care. I don't want to be Rory Rory Tenderbum. Well, it, well, I want to be something like. Steel Magnolia. If you're not if you're not a member of the Tenderbum family, then your merit that I gave you that says royal lineage, uh-huh. we, we we can't do it. You right, have I'll to erase be. it. I'll write something else. No, I'll write you, these are pre-gen write characters. These self-starter. are self-starter. These are pre-generated characters, and that wouldn't be a merit. That would be a trait. Kai, please, please. All right. So you're Rory Tenderbum, the uh. Uh, of of the royal of the of the royal Tenderbums. <laughs> A a a, I, I, no, a talisman, I'm not gonna be... a level one talisman bearer. Excuse me, talisman holder. Okay, your I'm family was hold... wiped out by rune bearers. Right, I changed my name. First commandment, I changed my name to Steel Magnolia. This is not how. This is not how. Have you ever played? Have, have, have you ever played a TTRPG before? Kai? Yeah, and I think it's pretty simple to just change my name. I think that's like a. It doesn't work into the story. Okay. Dexterity. So, 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 Kai Rory Tenderbum okay. is on his way to the local, um, the local tavern. Uh, okay. And uh, looks like a fun place. Yeah, it's uh, it's called. Um, well, let me check my notes here. It. I think it's, it's. No, no, hold on. This is important. Let me check my notes. <laughs> I don't think it matters. It really does the matter. The Fox and the Hound or no, something? No, 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 no. The Fox and the Hound is in another town across the continent, Kai. Please, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's Whiskerman's Mill. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you enter Whiskerman's Mill. Great. What's up, everybody? No one pays attention to you. I hold up my talisman. Check this out. Okay, so what you're doing is, and this is actually a very cool class feature that that you have. Okay, um, what you can do is is um, with the talisman. Once a scene, you can activate it to make a hold check. A hold check. A hold check. All right, fine. I, As a talisman holder, you yeah, you activate. You make. A hold I, check. I activate my talisman. Okay, so you're gonna have to make a hold check. How do I do that? Okay, hold on. I, um, so what you're gonna want to do is, is you're gonna start with. Um, do you see that score next to your talisman holder ability block? Seven. Uh, no, 
No, that's way too high for level one. Um, no, it's it's right there. It's um, it, it's the one that says like sixteen. That says, one? No, no, no. It's it's ATB. Look for oh. the thing that says ATB. Two point three. Perfect. Why are there point? Why is there a point three? Well, that's just for the leveling system. Um, I won't have to like add that to anything, well, will I? Uh, well, no. Actually, what that is is that's a target number, and what you're going okay. to be doing is is you're going to be rolling four d eight plus one kicker d twenty to see how many successes you get versus two point three rounded up to three. For a ho- for what's called a hold check. Well, it's for it's for a talisman holding a- check because you activated the talisman. I don't think I have enough oh, right. dice and, for that. And then, and then also don't forget to add the bonus from your talisman. What, so what do I do? What do I do first? Okay. So what's the bonus from your talisman? Is that not 2.3? Is that different? No, that's your ATB. Where is that located? It should be right next to your in your in your inventory. On the same page? In your, no, on the back side. Page two? Yeah. Uh, Did you write it down? I, you gave me this. I didn't write anything down. Oh, right. Is it um, five? Uh, no, it's one actually. So you, you add your, just told me. So that. you add your ATB to, to your talisman ranking. So two two point three plus one. Yeah, three point three. Yeah, I so think you said you wouldn't have to add these. So roll five d eight, and then roll a kicker of a one d twenty. Wait, wait, five d eight. Five d eight. Correct. Why? Well, because what does the five come into? Well, the five is the amount in your pool, and you're trying to get the target number of oh, of, okay. of three point three rounded up to four. Plus your kicker, and your kicker de- determines the severity of how the talisman. Roan, we're playtesting whole... this, right? Right. Can I give you some suggestions? Uh, Can we like get rid of most of the dice? Well, no, no, Kai. I have we... like sixteen dice in front of me right now. Kai, I mean, it, it's supposed to be a high variance system. As um, if you wanted a, a lower variance character, you should have been a puncher <laughs> or or a swordsman. I didn't choose the character. Well, I mean, you went, I, okay. I, I put because, down. No, I don't want to. Okay, actually, uh, actually, Rowan, I don't want to check hold check my talisman anymore. You don't want to. I don't want to do that. Oh, anymore. you sure? No, I are go, you sure you don't want to make a hold check? Yes, I don't want to do that anymore. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, I talked to uh, uh, I, I talked to a guy at the bar. Oh, I talked oh. to I've talked to the woman behind the bar. Um, she she gives you one look over. Oh, I say yeah. This is what I say. I say um. Hey, what's up? Ah, a talisman holder. I haven't seen one of you for very far in a mile. Yeah, my name is uh, Steel Magnolia. Um, she leans over and she gives you a look, and now she's gonna roll a um. She's gonna actually be rolling three d eight plus a d. You don't have seven kicker. Do, I just do it if you're gonna do it. I don't care. Okay. Oh wow, that's a good roll. I'm glad. Uh, she leans over and says, "You're not fooling me, <laughs> Prince Tenderbum." <laughs> Kai, there's nothing funny about this. We're running low on time. We 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 haven't even gotten to combat yet. There's combat. There's combat. I don't have a weapon. You have a talisman. What that do I do with that, that? That you didn't make a that you didn't make a hold check. I don't. For. I cannot. Okay. I hold up my. All right. I look. Is there a guy with a sword or something somewhere? Okay, probably. I I I think I, I talk to a guy with a sword. I say. Sir, I will give you this talisman if you'll give me that sword. I'd rather just be a sword guy, I say. He looks at you over once, twice, three times, and then he agrees. Great. I give him my talisman. Wait, wait. Oh, no, hold on. No, I, I want to make sure I get the sword. What What are your terms? What are your terms, sir? Um, He opens his mouth and a goblin comes out. <laughs> and he grabs your talisman. Because you weren't holding it. You didn't make the hold check. You weren't I, holding it. I'm My character is the talisman holder. What else could I be doing with it? You could you could be activating it to hold it. You could have activated it. I asked you if you were sure. I don't didn't want to activate. It's too many too many dice rolls. Well well I mean that's and then and then you're complaining that when you weren't holding your talisman right, a goblin. Okay, the it. goblin has a tal- my talisman. That's fantastic. Does he do a hold check? Um Is he trained to do that? He is trained for a hold check. <laughs> the mouth goblin is trained for a hold check. Where does he get all the dice? You know what, Kai? I think we're we're at the, towards the end of the show. So you know what? I think I think. Um, all right, I punch him. You punch him. Okay, I'm going to need you to roll six d eights. Okay, six d eights. Oh your God. target number is your. Um, do you have? Are you specialized in punching? Do you have a punch specialization? Yep. Okay, so you're going to add one to your target number. Great. And then subtract two from your target Great. number, and then add your ATP. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, so what? what so, Ron, what, what would the number be that you would expect that I would get from this? Uh, um, oh, two or three successes. I, I get. Okay, that's what I got. Um, you die. All right, Ron, that was fantastic. Do we have a citizen science for it today? We we do we do as a matter of fact we we, we do have a uh, a citizen science. I'm really looking forward to this game, Legend of the Overrun, coming out to my local Target. All the booster packs. <laughs> the citizen science is what causes dogs to get diseases on a metaphysical level. I thought animals are always in alignment. I just found out my puppy has liver issues, and I'm worried. Any tips? And of course, the huh. citizen sciences. I'm sorry, I got a little, I got a little distracted. Um, but the citizen science, of course, is the part of the show where we discuss the research findings and data collected by amateur scientists out there in the world on the street and posted to sci- social media. And honestly, this person is asking a good question. Most think that animals are always in alignment. I find animals can get out of alignment slowly but surely. They will, like standing in a line. Um, just you know, with waves and vibrations and. You know, magnetic stuff. Um, acupuncture, I think, is what she's looking for. I think the puppy could use some acupuncture. I think that would get it back excessive. in alignment. Well, that was, um, yeah, very interesting. Um, so I'd like to close in a quote, as I always do, by a notable figure, or in this case, organization, in science and tech. And it's related to play, so I'm just going to say it, and then I'll tell you where it's from. Mm. So the quote is, play is training for the unexpected. And who's and, and and what what who who or what is that af- uh, affiliated with? United States Navy SEALs. Wow. Eureka Cast now is meticulously researched, produced, and presented with the support of Tech Brothers New Media Labs in Chicago, Illinois. We are broadcast every Saturday evening, eight to nine p.m. CST on WLPN LP one hundred five point five FM. Lumpen Radio and simulcast live on twitch.tv slash Lumpen Radio at that same time. If you'd like to get in contact with us, please follow us at EurekaCast on Twitter and Instagram and visit our website at EurekaCast.org. Rowan? If you do engage in other forms of social media, please feel free to find us at facebook.com slash EurekaCast or send an electronic mail to EurekaCastNow at gmail.com where you can share with us any technological, scientific, or spiritual breakthroughs you've witnessed or participated in. Additionally, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the program, feel free to reach out at that email, which is once again EurekaCastNow at gmail.com. And with that, Chicago, allow us here at EurekaCast Now to leave with a merry song and a happy mind as we continue our Let's Play off-air. What? So, Kai... Um, I don't it, care. No, I don't want to do this anymore. We, we just, we, I'm dead. <laughs>